Next on BYU Sports Nation, you rank the BYU football team for 2017. Where should the Cougars begin the season in the national rundown? Brian Logan played for the last BYU team to finish the season ranked in the AP poll. What does he expect from the Cougars? Plus, the number two pick out of BYU makes history on the soccer pitch. And what did Taysom Hill break in Green Bay over the weekend? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Back to work on a Monday in Studio B after a California weekend. Your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with prize fighter in training, Jerem Jordan. Uh, yeah, I, I might be training a little more given our, uh, experience in Corona, which by the way, was great. Corona, California. It was fantastic. It was fun to meet everybody there. It's fun to hang out. Great weather, great people, great setup. So thanks to everyone that put that on. It was fun to go to the second fan fest for us. We went to Vegas and now Corona, California. It was great to uh, be a part of those. Yeah. We appreciate all of you that, uh, waited in the 90 degree weather to come and meet us and listen to our show. and The, the six of you that did that, it was, it was, gr- so it was amazing. Like, we really yes. appreciate meeting all six of you. <laughs> it was great. And we finally met Mo Longy. That's an accurate sound description. And guess name. what? He's, he's really he's big. big. He's really big. Like, as big as advertised. Yeah. <laughs> he is hilarious, by the way. He's really funny. Yeah, he had some fun with us, specifically Jerem, when he's like, hey, Heard you said some bad things about me, man, and then went into a fighter's pose. <laughs> like, like he was, he was about to, like he started I, dancing around like Muhammad Ali. And I'm, yeah, Jerem wasn't sure what to do. Yeah, a little, a little came out. You know, I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude. So then, so we took a picture with him. You know, I had to. So that, that on TV, you can see that's what we look like by comparison. Then I tried on his jersey. Yeah, look later. at the jersey on Mo first okay? of all, That's right? That's a jersey. That's a jersey it's on like, Mo. It's like a slim fit. Then I tried it on. Look at this. <laughs> the shoulders are where the difference really is, right? Like that man, those are pajamas for me as a a 30-something-year-old adult. Yes. Yeah. Big dude. Unbelievable. He's, that was three, really funny. 3XL length, by the way, and a size 50 and it's not big enough. They got him a helmet, and it's 3XL as well, by the way, I think, is what we heard. Yeah, he says he has a helmet that fits. He has a helmet. And that was, he, he was wearing that jersey because that's the first time he had the jersey with his last name on it. So that meant something to oh, him. Oh, yeah. In we fact, took he said, can you guys it. take my picture of me by myself with this stadium? He said, I've been waiting for this. So it was, cool. a, it was a big day for Pretty cool. Big Mo. Hey, for Jerem, uh, on his fight schedule, first up, Mo Longy to be determined, and then Conor McGregor. Mo Longy Woo! is like, so I'm, what was the character's name in Mike Tyson's punch out? Like, just the little white guy that would fight everybody? Glass Joe. I'm, gla- what? Little Mac. Little Mac? I'm oh, li- yeah, yeah. Little Mac. I'm, okay, little, the I'm Little Mac, <laughs> and there's like the big Mike Tyson or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's Mo. I'm yeah. just like, ah, ah. <laughs> Then he comes around, gets dazed, and then boom, goes to dynamite. Yeah. The flight home was fun too. We took a little video. Oh well, I was hoping I wouldn't sit next to Mo because I was like, "Oh, that." Of be Mo a behind us. No, but he ended up sitting next to uh, one of our good friends, Russ Merrill, yeah. who was also a full-time employee at BYU Broadcasting. Yeah. They had he, a fun conversation. He won the lottery. <laughs> at least they were in an exit row. Hey, bring on the headlines! It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
Athlon Sports ranks BYU football number 39 nationally out of 130 FBS college football teams. For 2017, projecting the Cougars to finish the season with a record of 9-4. and four. Those 13 games happening, of course, in the regular season. Bowl game, we don't know about yet. Yeah, more on that coming up. After winning five straight winner-go-home games, the BYU baseball team lost to top-seeded Stanford 9-1 in the NCAA Regional Saturday. Season over, but what a season for the Batcats. 38-21, West Coast Conference Tournament champs, and the Cougars made their first regional since 2002. Congratulations to BYU on a tremendous baseball season. It was fun to watch these guys this year. West Coast Conference, tri-champions in the regular season, tournament champions for the first time since joining the conference six years ago. They won a game in the regional, eliminating Sacramento State. They won five elimination games in a row before they finally were ousted by the host team, Stanford. Absolutely. This season, overall, was a gleaming success for the Batcats. New heights. On to bigger and better things, right? Yeah, oh, hopefully it's about maintaining yeah, but, that well, level. Well, ma- maintenance, yeah, maintenance would be great. Absolutely. Former BYU soccer standout Ashley Hatch scored her first career goal in her first oh. career start for the North Carolina Courage, a two-nil victory. Following the game, Hatch, well, all she does is go to Europe and arrive in Sweden today to participate with the under twenty-three USA national team. Hey. Great things going for her. And speaking of Team USA, Ben Patch and Taylor Sander each had 17 kills for Team USA in a four-set loss to Belgium, the, uh, the Fighting Waffles. Yesterday in World League competition, the U.S. went 0-3 on the weekend. They're playing a bunch of young guys. That's why you get Ben Patch and Jake Langlois in the mix, uh, mix which is great. Uh, good to see Ben Patch thrive, by the way. He was tied for or led the U.S. in two of the three matches in kills. That's big time. a boy, Ben. Big time. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Preseason college football rankings. Yep, it's that time of year. All of the preseason college football magazines <laughs> arriving in the mail. Super fun. Jerem has three of them right now. <laughs> Put up next to his face. It's, He's caressing there's them. No, there's no games, so I'm like, oh, sweet, magazines. Team projections for every school rankings from 1 to 130. I believe that's now what the official number is. Who knows? In but, FBS. Well, somebody knows. Hot takes all over the board from college football experts, preseason award watch lists. You name it, it's in those magazines. Now, for me, when I read one of these magazines and I first see them hit the stands – it's kind of like the Toys R Us catalog when I was an eight-year-old a couple of months before Christmas, where you go through and you circle everything that you want. Ooh, that looks really nice. And, and my parents would promptly throw that away, <laughs> give me other items. It's fun. The point is, it's really fun to just wonder and prognosticate and you know, pull hypothetical things in your mind. That's what these preseason magazines do. Well, Athlon Sports is on the radar for us today, and specifically their ranking and their ranking of BYU, which brings us to our Twitter question. Athlon Sports ranks BYU 39th in their preseason rankings. Is this high, uh, ranking too high, low, or just right? Why? Use hashtag BYUSN. At Laser Sheep, I think it's pretty accurate with the 3-2 and two rec in August slash September. I would put them at 25 or higher. Good starting point. Two and three would be around 40. Okay. I, I feel the same way. I think that this is pretty spot on. I really do. 
Just right. Nine and four in the regular season prediction. That's what I I think. That's what I think. Uh, tough schedule ahead. It's going to be a tough September again. There's not enough proven skill players at running back and wide receiver right now to put BYU any higher than this. In fact, BYU is kind of an eight and a half win team out of 12 in the regular season the past four or five years. So I think this is pretty spot on. The BYU defense is really good. That's going to keep BYU in a lot of games. It did last year. In fact, it helped win some games, right? Top 20, top 15 defense and scoring uh, allowed and takeaway. So I think 39 is a good number. And, that, and that's fine to start that. BYU is not a top 25 team as we speak, right? Offensively, they do not have enough proven players yet. I say proven because that can happen quickly. You can play uh, and play well quickly, and all of a sudden you're proven. Right to now, be, unproven quite a bit at running back and receiver specifically. To be a top 25 team, you got to win double-digit games. So right now, Athlon Sports projecting BYU as a nine-win regular season team, which would be just outside the top yeah. 25. And 39th is as of this moment, right, going into yes, the season. The That's not at the end of the year. Projection. 39th because yeah. that doesn't exist. There's starting, the top 25. Starting at number 39. I love this tweet in from at Nick Evans 224. Just right for now, BYU at number 39, it's always more fun to exceed everyone's expectations than fall short like UCLA does every year. Hey, Nick. I can get on board for that, man. Yeah, he's your best friend. Well, Go Bruins! Well, like BYU men's basketball, there was a high expectation, and it didn't meet it. And so even though BYU won 22 games, there's some high level of disappointment, right? Yeah, the Batcats exceeded expectations. They're the toast of campus. Yes, right for UCLA's sanity and sake of their fans, I start out at, like, number 60, okay? Then exceed expectations. They're 33, so only six spots higher than BYU in Athlon's ranking. Yet still higher. That's because they have the chosen Rosen, Jerem. Well, their rival has a better quarterback in Sam Darnold now, so <laughs> oh, how the turns table. I think number 39, yeah, it's, it's just right. If anything, I think it's a touch too high for BYU. I put BYU what? in the low 40s. Mm. Yeah, I mean, not much further down, but it's in the general area. Yeah, it's pretty good. If BYU had won double-digit games at some point over the last five years, then yeah, sure, throw them into the 30s. But they haven't. They haven't won 10 games since 2011. And they just lost their all-time leading rusher, Jamal Williams, to the NFL, not to mention Taysom Hill. And they're coming off of a season where a BYU quarterback failed to do what against an FBS opponent? Dramatic pause. And now our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Not only a BYU quarterback, the quarterbacks combined. BYU didn't throw for 300-plus in a game versus an FBS opponent in 2016. I thought this was a passing off. Ty Detmer came in, changed the offense. BYU didn't – BYU had Jamal Williams. BYU didn't pass for 300 in a game. He utilized the best part of his offense. You should still throw for 300-plus in a game, though, against an FBS opponent. That didn't happen. He lost four games by a total of eight points. The it closest happened. was 250 yards. Against UCLA because BYU trailed for most, if not all, of the game. BYU was a nine-win team in 2016, yes, but this team, as we just pointed out, was reliant on the run. And with another loaded schedule coming up, boy, the question marks make this fun, don't they? BYU is a consistent top third of college football team. Yeah, they're in the top 43 or 44, whatever the third is of 130. All you mathematicians are like, oh, Spencer, I believe it's 43, please. 33333 repeating. Yeah, repeating, of course, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> You're welcome is for that. that. Yes, it was. Oh, nice. Yeah, Venadrop. Okay. 
What do you think? Too high? Just right? Too low? Number 39, BYU, ranked among all 130 FBS college football teams. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Tweet, tweet. At Cougars09, just about right. Maybe too high. He agrees with me. Good schedule. BYU needs to prove themselves before getting ranked too many years unranked. In fact, BYU hasn't finished in the AP Top 25 since 2009. It's been eight years. They finished 25th in the coaches' poll in 2011. Pressing statistics, right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, BYU is a good program. I think BYU is in the 30s to 40s, by the way. A a note, BYU is uh, projected generally preseason. This is about where BYU fits. Uh, You know, high 30s, low 40s, mid 40s. BYU's recruiting rankings are like in the 50s generally. So BYU Overachieving. is better than its recruiting rankings, by the way, which is an interesting thing. BYU women's soccer, never top 20 rankings in recruiting, but they're always in the top 20. So they're a team that exceeds the recruiting. Why? The work ethic of the players, the coaching, the facilities, the culture, all of this matters. All of it. Uh, BYU generally is not high on recruiting rankings in a lot of sports, but can play better than that level, which is a good place to be. Where do you put your expectations for this BYU football team in terms of preseason rankings? Athlon Sports says the Cougars are number 39. At D, BYU Fan for Life tweets in, respectable, but should be closer to 32 because strength of schedule and postseason win with a quarterback who will play this season and a returning defense. Okay, I'm okay with the returning defense logic there because BYU's defense – is really, really good and yes, experienced, yes, yes. and they are ball hawks, and they turn the ball over a lot. Tanner Mangum did not have a good bowl game. So that's primarily based on what he did in 2015, but this is an entirely different offense. It's now Tanner Mangum's offense under Ty Detmer in year two, which for me, throwing the ball is one of the biggest question marks. The whole offense in general yeah. is the biggest question mark for me going into the season. Here's how these magazines work does your quarterback return was that quarterback good how many returning starters do you have that's your number one two and three evaluations of these BYU does not have a starting returning quarterback from last year the starting uh returners for returning starters for on offense are basically the linemen defensively they're seven uh linebackers and in the secondary mostly and that's how you come up with this number that therefore 39th is actually pretty good. What did last year's starting quarterback Taysom Hill break in Green Bay over the weekend? We'll discuss that. Also, BYU women's volleyball coach Heather Olmstead in studio. We can't leave out Brian hey! Logan. Mo Longy's coming after Brian Logan. Look who's here. <laughs> What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter alongside Jerem Jordan, fresh off that California dreamboat. I am Spencer Linton. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Sunshine. <laughs> Football media day is June 23rd. I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> June 23rd, Football Media Day. Watch it on your television. Oh, soak it in, man. What time? All day. Yes. Just Basically all day. Yeah. DVR 24 hours oh. on June 23rd, BYU yeah. TV. Do it. 
Our Twitter question today, Athlon Sports ranks BYU 39th in their preseason rankings. Is that ranking too high, too low, or just right? I don't know, Goldilocks, you tell me. (laughs) So this question feels like Goldilocks and the porridge or whatever. Is that the right story? Yes, this one is just right. Just right. Yeah, good poll there. Lindy's, Street and Smith's, or Athlon. Just right. (laughs) At B Royal Blue Coog tweets. If 2017 equals previous years, big wins, some bad losses, it's dead on. If they can play to full potential without shooting their own feet, look out world. Did BYU have a bad loss last year? Was there a bad loss? UCLA was a four-win team. Yeah, that would probably rank as a bad loss, right? Four-win team. I don't don't care what tradition that program is. Four-win team. That's not good. Because the other three. Because if you argue the other side, now it's your argument of oh no eh, tradition. No, yeah, like UCLA had a rash of injuries. I don't care. You're UCLA. You you should have if you have 20 injuries to prominent players, you recruit, get so many five stars things like you should Boise still win State. at least six games. Yeah, no, no, no. Th- th- that was the only one that was like, wait, what? Boise State, good team. West Virginia. I just top brought 25 up 25 team. I just and brought up Utah, good team. Like 80,000 draft picks. Yeah, at B Royal Blue Cook said bad loss says. Which which would suggest multiple bad losses. I don't think there was bad multiple. loss. There was a bad was, loss. I think it was a bad loss. Yeah, at home. Based open, on oh. the quality of that team, should you win that game? Like, should you? If you have five turnovers at Boise State, should you win that game? Yes. yes. If you have six turnovers, you create six turnovers at Utah. You should win that game. Yeah, the Boise. But it's not a bad loss. Boise it's State a disappointing one loss. really sticks in my craw. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one is I tough to digest. Stuck in my craw. That's a word. <laughs> Joining us now, one of the men who. Finished a season ranked in the Brian, Brian Logan. What's up, Hello, Brian? guys. 2009. Hi. Hey, Brian. Hi, everybody. What was BYU ranked at the end of the season in 2009? Uh, I believe it was number 12. That's correct. Yeah. That yeah. is the yeah. correct yeah. answer mm-hmm. to that question. Mm-hmm. Number 12, BYU yeah. finished with we, 11 yeah, wins. We, yeah, we were legit, man. Mm-hmm. Fun fact every year that BYU has finished with 10 wins or more, it has happened 16 times. BYU has been ranked. All 16 of those. There we go. Okay, so that's the formula. That's the key. That's a, yeah, that, I mean, that was one of our, our pillars and, and goals with Bronco was 10 wins. Ten, I mean, obviously it was, you know, conference and, and yada, yada, yada. But it was, you know, if we can get the 10 wins, we should – everything else should fall in place, right? We should win conference. We should be able to go to a bowl game, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's definitely, um, I would say, the standard. Okay, We'll we'll get to the ranking in just a bit, but so, so this brings up this idea because I always think, okay, what what are your aims and missions, and that should guide how you do what you do, right? In your mm-hmm. business, in your team, life. whatever, in your life, whatever. So, what is the goal for BYU football? I think the number one goal for BYU football is to be nationally seen. Yeah. Therefore, they're on ESPN, they're playing this tough schedule. But if your goal was to be ranked at the end of the year, mm-hmm. you'd probably need to schedule down a little bit in an attempt to get ten wins. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, it, it all depends, man. We talked about this so many times by having the Boise State formula, right? Which, you know, you schedule this one top dog and then the rest are just boo-boo, you know, Stevens, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> teams. And and essentially, you know, you, you make that splash, you get the headlines, you, you know, you get ranked. And then all you have to do is maintain, right? Just don't, you know, and when you win, you have to win convincingly. You can't win by, you know, one point to like New Mexico, Southern, Western State, right? You have to. University you, of Phoenix. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, that one. Um, I mean, so that, that is a strategy. But, I mean, when, when you look at 
the the big picture of BYU and and how to get wins. Obviously, with anybody, it's it's recruiting, and no no kid. It's not going to be appealing to any kid, any recruit to come in and have like Oregon and then playing you know all these all these other schools with all of the other things that come along with BYU, right? Which is, you know, the honor code and et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, no, I'm going to cross them out immediately. But if I have Mississippi State and I have, you know, all these other schools, I'm going to be like, well, I could shave for four years. You know, I could I could do this for whatever. It's, it's, not, it's not a problem to me. Brian Logan with us in Studio B. We're talking BYU football. It's that time of year. Preseason magazines football time of year. are out. Yeah, I know it's accelerating yeah, a little bit you're because right, of the Wendy's and Athlon Sports. <laughs> right, we're excited. We got the catalogs, people. It seems like most of these projections have BYU in 13 regular season games, and they get 13 because of the Hawaii rule. Yes, they have BYU going nine and four, eight and five, which seem like fair marks given what BYU has done in the last five or six years and another tough schedule ahead. What do you? project BYU to finish the regular season as in terms of a win-loss record, Brian? You know, I, I, I would I would project nine wins. Um, I mean, I, 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 I want, you know, obviously undefeated. I, I would say something that's probably more realistic is 10-9 wins. Um, I, would say, I would say 10, though, man. I mean, when you have a defense and, and you have certain players, you know, like linebackers and, and you have a, a strong secondary – most likely you're, you're going to always be in the game. Um, you know, we talked about this last week, you know, Jeremy and I, as far as having a weapon like Taysom, uh, and, and no matter what, you're always going to be in the game. But with, when you have a strong defense like this, you're always going to be in the game. And, and it's not like us, right, where, where we had, you know, in, 2000, in 2009, I think it was, we were top 25 in a couple of different categories. We were a solid defense. On paper, we were good. But these guys are next level, man. We didn't t- have turnovers. We didn't have touchdowns. You know what I mean? We just went out and, and just don't give up a touchdown. Stand back 15 yards. Everything in 15 front. 15 yards. Everything in front. We'll, we will rally. Live to play another down. These guys are not all up in your face, all up in your grill especially the secondary, right? You know, getting interceptions, taking them back for touchdowns, or scoring points when the offense can't. And so that right there, man, is is really – you start talking about an elite defense because you, you can maintain and do your job. Did you but, use the E word right there? Yeah, I did. Shout out to okay, shout okay. out to my shout out to my brother Spencer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Second, yes, we don't use that in vain on this set. I'm just, I'm just or do I'm, we? I'm hey. just saying, man. If you if you if you can be at de- on the defensive side and you score points, that shouldn't happen, right? You, offense scores points, not defense. And so for you to be able to do that, I mean, that's elite. Abs- uh, and take takeaways, well, right? They had one every single every single game. Take pleasure. Yeah. Take. I, I I'd have over? to look it up, yeah. but that's awesome. It was something like that, yeah. It's, that's good. Okay, on, man. You're supposed, to be this, you're supposed to know. You're like BYU's Google. <laughs> <laughs> you know everything. <laughs> Give me a minute and I'll look it up. Oh, uh, shoot. So, so BYU's 9-4. and four. Uh, To me, the, the top five opponents are clearly these guys. LSU, Utah, yeah. Wisconsin, Boise State, Mississippi State. What is the most likely win out of those five in your opinion, Brian? Most if BYU likely goes 9-4, and four, that means they get at least one of those. I would say Utah. The even, most likely even more win. so than Boise State in Provo. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, at six and seven. Okay, 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 okay. This is the reason why, man. I mean, when you when you look at the, the last couple of years and the rivalry and all that, I just, it's just enough, man. It's just like it's 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 enough, man. Like I can't I can't exp- I can't. There's nothing else for me to say. There's no words that are coming to my mind right now to to talk about this game. And so, to me, you know, as a, a former athlete, being an alumni. I just, I just, in my spirit, am just 
going to tack that on as, as a W. And, and so, like, on paper, I would say, you know, probably – you're right. Probably Boise State is a, is a guaranteed win, especially in Pro where they don't they – don't, they haven't played here, uh, you know, well traditionally over the last couple of years. Um, you know, as far as the athletes and the, and the talent compared to Utah, yeah, I mean, you got to give Utah the edge and the advantage, but – I don't care, man. I'm saying, <laughs> saying Utah, yeah. Uh-huh. Brian Logan, interestingly enough, was uh, also on the last BYU team that beat Utah. How about that? Holla. And in answer to your question, uh, BYU yes. had at least one interception in every game. There we go. Let See? alone fumble recovery. Google. If you guys got questions, at least BYU one. BYU Google. Anything. Jerem right Jordan. Jerem. At least one. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. At least one. BYU projected 39th out of 130-ish, I think. I think that's the current number. FBS college football teams. Yep. Where do you think that sits? Just right? A little too high? A little too low? Where would you put BYU in the rundown? I, I think I'd put them like more lower 30s, man. Um, and really? I, why I think, why is that? I, I think it's just the defense. Again, it's the defense, man. And, and I mean, Jerem said it before the break, right? There's, there's not too much like formulas that are going into this. It's straight up, you know, your returning starters. How'd you guys do last year? You really spotlight the quarterback, and that really makes up the rankings. But I mean, when you when you dig deeper into the defense and and the guys that are coming back, and then look at what they've done, right? Because we can have eleven guys all coming back, but what did you do? Right? What did you do last year? And then not only that, look at them individual on individual level. These guys can play at the next level. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I saw an, another article uh, that 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 showed you know Fred getting uh, some looks. Uh, I mean, I saw stuff earlier uh, this year about um, uh, about Troy, and he's a freshman, right? Uh, as far as just NFL potential. So th- these guys are, are athletes. They're skilled and they're game changers. You, you talk about Kyle, a guy like Kyle Van Noy, right? Uh, how nice is it to have multiple people than just Kyle Van Noy? And so, again, to me, man, I'm, and I'm not being biased. This is just football, right? When you have defense, uh, you can go a long way. So I, that's why I would say a little bit closer to, to, the, to the lower 30s. The Utah-Boise State games have reemphasized my idea and Warren Sapp's idea of defense doesn't win you games. They'll keep you in the game. False. Like Boise State <laughs> and Utah. Boise State, BYU's defense scores two touchdowns. BYU didn't even win. But yeah. they kept BYU in the game, right? Mm-hmm. I, I look at offense, running back and receiver. There's some good young talent for BYU at those positions, but they're unproven at this point. How much yeah. of a concern at this point going into the season is that for you when you do have a tough schedule like this? It's, it's a huge concern, especially from the, the, the running back position. Um, when, when you look at this offense and you look at last year and when BYU had the most success, one, it was Jamal, right? Um, but two is when it, they were able to run the ball. And and the offense is built around the run game. So I don't care if you have, you know, solid receivers or, you know, obviously as long as they don't absolutely suck, but they don't. I mean, this is D1 football, right? <laughs> Somebody should be able to get off the line of scrimmage, run a 10-yard route, and catch the ball, right? We, There's that, only we, been one game recently <laughs> where we didn't feel like that was possible. <laughs> I mean, so that like on paper, that should be the case, right? And so, you know, if you have a good run game, I don't have to have necessarily a star that's out there, you know, uh, on 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 the sideline catching balls, um, because all the eyes, all the attention, the defensive scheme is going to be built around stopping the run, and obviously that just opens up, you know, the pass game. And 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 you know, take it from a corner when you're a one-on-one man, and you know, pre-snap, you don't have safety help. Technique goes out the window. You know, you start thinking about, man, where the, where the TV's at, where the, where the camera's at. <laughs> Hope I don't get, please, Lord, you start praying, like, please, Lord, please. I know, 
I didn't go to church last week, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't let this man throw the ball to me right now. I mean, all those things go out. So I, I wouldn't say too much on the, on the receiving uh, uh, core, but more so on the running game. And in spite of that moment against Oklahoma, a pass interference in the end zone, BYU still won that game. That's pretty That's amazing. Saying, man. That, was the, that was the best <laughs> defensive stand. I don't care what anybody says about Boise State. Stand. Seven plays, amazing. man. It, was amazing. Seven. it wouldn't have been seven it, plays without Brian Logan's contributions. Seven plays. Like, what a great teammate. It's, it's what I do, man. It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, great to have you, man. And uh, if you're feeling so inclined, you can join with Jeremy and I as we bring on the countdown. Countdown to the Viking. 82 days. Woo! That was, pretty good. That was, that was good, pretty huh? good. That was on the spot, too. 82 man. days away. Shout out to Chuck Cutler. Speaking of wide receivers. Oh, he was, he was a baller, man. He had over 1,000 he, yards receiving. He's that season. amazing, like, undersized, tremendous receiver that, that runs great routes, catches a ton of balls. He was, the, like, an amazing classic BYU receiver, which – is awesome. BYU needs more of those guys. I hope BYU has a couple of those guys this year. Athlon Sports ranks BYU 39th in the preseason rankings. Is that too high, too low, or just right? Tell us why. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, more of your responses to today's Twitter question. And women's volleyball head coach Heather Olmstead joins us on the show. My spidey senses feel like there's a scheduling announcement coming up. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Brian Logan just joined us in Studio B. What does he think about the Cougars' preseason ranking of number 39 from Athlon Sports? Is it too high, too low, or just right? And which of the big five games that Jerem brought up with Brian does Belo guarantee as a win for BYU? Download he the podcast. Guarantee. And guarantee. Like, none. Like only UMass and Portland State are guaranteed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate the whole idea of calling your shot because guess what? If you do it, then people are like, "Well, you said you were going to do that, so what's the big deal?" Yeah. But if you don't, then they're like, "Oh, hey, you messed up." It's like arm wrestling my sister. You're supposed it's to lose, lose for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah Although my to. sister's strong. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines: Athlon Sports, as I just mentioned, ranking BYU football 39th nationally for 2017, projecting a nine and four record in the regular season. I'll take it. I'll take it. After winning five straight win or go home games, the BYU baseball team lost to top seeded Stanford nine one in the NCAA regional Saturday. The Batcats finished the season 38 and 21, West Coast Conference tournament champs. And made their first regional since 2002. And a tremendous season from Mike Littlewood and the Batcats. Former second overall pick in the National Women's Soccer League, Ashley Hatch, as a rookie, scored her first career goal in her first career start for the North Carolina Courage. That's making an impact. Hatch arrived in Sweden today, by the way, with the USA Under-23 national team. And Ben Patch and Taylor Sander each had 17 kills for Team USA in a four-set loss to Belgium yesterday in World League competition. That was in Serbia. The U.S. went 0-3 on the weekend, but they're playing a lot of young guys, and the tournament continues throughout the next couple of weeks. Head coach of the BYU women's volleyball team, a program that has gone to five straight Sweet 16s, Heather Olmstead back in Studio B. Hey, thanks for the shout-out for Show 1000 last week, by the way. That. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Hey, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Yes. You're really good at athletics and a big part of why we can do and a show here. like this. <laughs> you, guys, you guys do a really good job, so we appreciate thanks. it. 
The 2017 BYU Volleyball schedule being released today. 30 games will highlight some of the big matchups and take a look at the whole schedule uh, from top to bottom. But how would you summarize what it really takes to put together a full season schedule? Yeah, putting the schedule together is is a work in progress. And Dave Height, my assistant, did a great job helping me do that. Some of it's returns, teams that have to come return because we played at their place. Um, obviously, the conference is already set, but really just trying to figure out the best way to challenge our team with the, the right teams and the right time of year. And so it's it's a work in progress, and we feel like we did, we put a good schedule together. Football is Tom Homel putting that together yeah. with Kalani and putting mm-hmm. things. But the other sports, it's you guys. Yep. How, how different is that? Yeah, it's it's all on us and depending on what we think our team needs. And so that's why I, I do rely on my assistants to help. And we talk about it a lot and we try and project other teams' wins and losses and what they're going to be. And so we feel like we got a good mix of non-conference um, opponents that's going to help prepare us for the West Coast Conference. Well, it starts with Ohio State jumping off of the page, a team that went to the Sweet 16. They're in Provo on August 26th. This is the vengeance match for the men the last two years. And trying to beat them uh, two in a row, right? You won that in five dramatically or something? We did. that correctly? Yeah, Ohio State coming to Provo is such a great, exciting match because the match there really propelled us into kind of finding out who we were going those five sets. It really changed some things in our kids' minds and and was really a positive. And so although it's first weekend and it's early, uh, Jeff does a great job with his squad. And what it does is it, it allows us to play a team from a different conference, the Big Ten, who's really good and uh, lets us see where we're at and what we need to get better at and how we match up. And so we hope people go to the football game at one and then come see the volleyball game at seven that night. Make it happen. Hey. Part of the BYU Invitational yes. we're hosting with a couple other teams, St. Louis and uh, UT Rio Grande Valley. Yep. Portland State that day, yeah, the uh, opening football game. The next week you play in Boise and you play one of those games against Missouri. They were Sweet 16 team as well. Yeah. So what we have actually is we have four teams that we're playing that won their conference and Missouri was one of them in the SEC. Boise State won their conference. Um, UT Rio Grande Valley won their conference. Um, and then Hawaii won their conference. And so every, every team uh, is going to be challenging, but we get to play Missouri and Boise State and Sac State and, and Boise, and that's going to be great. At Hawaii on September 7th. Always tough. That's always an interesting trip. How do you manage that long-distance trip and go up against a conference champion? Yeah, so that trip's going to be a fun trip because we have some some local kids that that are going to go home and and, and play in front of their their family and friends. And so that'll be good. We get to play Hawaii first, which they have a new head coach. So this is a new kind of era for them where Dave Soji retired and and Robin um, Amo is going to be taking over, who is an Olympian setter for USA. And uh, I talked to her last week, and we were already teasing each other about just kind of going after it Thursday night. And she's, she's super pumped to see what her team can do and excited about their future. And so um, Baylor's going to be tough there uh, in the Big 12, and also Nevada's doing a really good job. Dave Shoji's two kids, Kavika and Eric, are teammates on Team USA with Taylor Sander, Ben Patch, Jake Langley. So there's the connection. Yep. At Utah, September 14th. That's always a big one. Yeah, always. Utah. Always a good match. Uh, Beth does a great job with her team. And so, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of matches before that to prepare us. And, um, you know, when that one comes up, our kids will be ready and it'll be fun. Conference play starts on September 21st. You were not picked as the team to beat last year. So you didn't have that proverbial target on the back. What do you anticipate will be the West Coast Conference projection for BYU Volleyball this year when play starts on September 21st? Yeah, that's a good question. It's tough to know. We lost, obviously, you know, four players, two, two really good middles, um, All-Americans. And so I don't know what people are going to think about our team. Um, it's always – every year it's, well, what are you going to do without Jen Hampson? And, you know, you figure it out. Well, what are you going to do without Alexa Gray? And you figure it out. Now it's, 
what are you going to do without Amy Boswell, Boswell and Whitney Young? And it's like, you know, we have kids that are ready to step up. I don't know what people are going to think about us, but I hope, um, you know, our kids just worry about what we think about ourselves and, and get to work. So you have extreme confidence in your ability to replace those players given the last couple of years. I yeah, think. every yeah. year it's a new challenge. There's kids that graduate and there's uh, players on our team that are ready for that opportunity. They've been training, that have been on our team, and so also new kids. And so the, the door's wide open for, for you know a lot of positions, and I think it's going to be fun to see them compete. Has going to the Sweet 16 five straight times, how has that benefited you in recruiting? Has that opened doors that maybe weren't as open previously? I think it's, yeah, it's, it's put us on the map, at least uh, in the country of, of teams and coaches knowing, you know, that we're, we're pretty serious about volleyball. Recruits know that we have a good tradition of volleyball. Um, they know, you know, the history of being, being to two Final Fours. And so it does help for sure with recruiting, um, but it also helps just for our recruiting classes. And when those come out, those rankings, I think it just gives us a little bit more, okay, you know, BYU is serious about volleyball. Yeah, by the way, BYU with a 13th best recruiting class, I believe, according to, to Volleyball yeah. Magazine, yep. which is uh, hey, you know, that's legit. an outstanding uh, testament of what you're doing with your coaching staff. You start conference play five of six on the road in the West Coast Conference slate. Does that bother you? That, that you have to go on, be on the road for such a long time early in the WCC campaign? No, I love it. I think uh, the conference schedule is what it is. You have no control over that. So what we do is we look at it and we say, hey, this is what's going to happen once we get into conference. So how can we stay at home as much as possible? Um, we're staying close at Boise State, and then the only real far trip is Hawaii, knowing that we're going to travel. And I think what it does is it allows our team to bond pretty early because we're spending so much time together and really find out who we are and get tested. And then, you know, at the end, oh, we're home, you know, all these matches, but we really have to take that serious too because you don't want to just think that means you're automatically going to win because you're at home. We love going on the road. We love tough uh, situations and adversity, and so our girls are going to really, um, you know, work hard on the road to, to see what we can yeah, that, do. that's the good part. Six of the last eight conference matches on your home floor. Yeah. Emily Lewis was on the show on Saturday in Corona, uh, and she said that uh, she's competing with Mary Lake for libero. Truth to that? (laughs) Emily Lewis is such a team player. She will do anything we ask of her. And so although I know she would do it, Mary's got some tough competition already, so I don't think we'll move Emily there. Okay. What's what's the tallest libero you've encountered? Because I remember UC Santa Barbara had a kid named Austin Kinji. He was a 6'5 libero. A couple that's years ago, nuts. and I was like, that's the tallest libero I've ever seen. That's a good question. I can't, I can't name anyone, but I know there's some teams that have kind of outside hitters turned bros who are kind of 5'10", 5'11", 6 foot. So that's, that's ideal if they can jump up and get some balls, but mostly they're, they're teeny. Did you call it bros? Yeah, bros. Sorry. I like that. Yeah. Mary Lake is the She's bro. A bro. She's a bro. Emily Lewis is uh, <laughs> right now an opposite slash middle blocker, maybe turned bro. Turned bro, yeah. <laughs> Heather Olmstead, the head coach of BYU Women's Volleyball, with us in Studio B. How much chess moving in terms of the pieces on your, your team are you doing right now? Do you, do you feel like you have a pretty good grasp on who you want where at, at this point? Yeah, I think one of the things about this team is they did such a good job this spring of getting better. Everything we wanted to get better at, we did. And so I, I think that's going to happen this, this fall. So we kind of know a little bit about our team, but with three uh, new kids coming in, uh, they'll be here shortly for summer school, that, ad, that changes a little bit. You know, where are they going to fit in? What do we see? And then um, we'll kind of go from there. But spring provided us opportunity to see our team. We know what we need to get better at. Um, so I think there's some pieces that need to be filled, but we feel like we have a good idea of what pieces those are. 
Heather Olmstead, the head coach of BYU, with us in Studio B. By the way, when are you having your volleyball camps uh, for those that are interested? Yeah, we have them uh, starting July 10th. Uh, it's a four-day, and then it's a two-day, the 14th and 15th. And then we have another four-day on the 17th of July, and then a one-day on the, the 21st. And so the, the two-day and the one-day are still open. The four days are, are, are full. So Awesome. I would imagine BYUcougars.com is a good place yep. to go if you have any Check questions it out. for that. Yeah. And there's a, we love uh, our campers. Sports camps website yeah. as well, I think. Yeah. Good stuff. Heather, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to survive the summer. Yeah, Ooh, we'd appreciate it. You get some vacay here? Soon? Yeah. yeah, summertime. You on vacation right now, sort of? Yeah, I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a countdown for our season? Like countdown I mean, the countdown volleyball season. season. We're 81 if football's 82, right? We could throw in, uh, yeah, because they play Friday, one. Right? Yeah, we play Friday. So yeah. can we get a countdown? Wait, how about we count down to the? Oh, it's no, it's no. Not we the Ohio State. We matches. need St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Ohio State is eighty-two days. You, you don't want. You need St. Louis. Is that what? Yeah. That we open. St. Louis need. is on our mind. Yeah, it's on my mind. <laughs> eighty-one days yeah, at the forefront. For volleyball. Thank you. Okay. Hey, we'll we, we'll should, see we, we should we record do. you saying every one of those numbers. So when we do it, it's like, hey guys. Minus one on that. Come on. <laughs> Don't forget about us. <laughs> you know it. We brought you in here. Oh, good stuff. Heather, we're excited about the season, as I'm uh, sure you are and, and your team. We wish you the best. 81 days. Thank you, guys. Until this opener. Thank Did you. you know that? Yeah, for those wondering, 81, 81 days. Yeah. days away from BYU and St. Louis and the we're all, BYU Invitational. We're all over it. On a sweet new floor in the Smithfield House. Against the Billikens? The Billikens. Of yep. St. Louis? Up next, what did Taysom Hill break this weekend in Green Bay? What? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You know it is. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. We are back home after a trip to sunny Southern California. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Do it! Football Media Day is coming up June 23rd. Oh, two weeks from this Friday. That's quick. And then about a month later or so, fall camp starts. Can I get the excited blue goggle shrill from you? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. So excited. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. Did you hear what happened to Taysom Hill? More importantly, what he broke in Green Bay over the weekend. People are sitting here going, what? At the Jordy Nelson charity softball game. Oh, he got hurt in a softball game, Jerem. Like that rumor a few years ago <laughs> in intramurals or something that wasn't true. Remember that? Good news. Taysom Hill, this time he did the breaking on another object. Yeah, he had a softball and it broke a windshield, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't yes. an injury. Yes. It was a cat. The, as Jordy Nelson tweeted, first casualty of a home run at the Jordy game. Sun's coming out. Taysom Hill hit a reported 19 home runs. In the home run derby. Finished second to uh, the guy who won it. That's pretty cool. How about that? Taysom Hill didn't get hurt. That's very exciting for everyone. <laughs> in a softball game. Yes. The rumors are not true. What? No, you guys said that he broke something, man. <laughs> I did. trust he, that dude. He did. He yeah. broke a windshield. Yeah. Also out of Green Bay. Yeah. Ooh. The, the details, according to uh, Rob Domovsky, an ESPN staff writer, of Jamal Williams' contract. So the fun thing about being a public figure is people know how much you make. Let's talk about Jamal Williams. That's good and bad, we? right? Yeah. So four-year rookie deal. His signing bonus is $566,000. That's the only guaranteed Well-deserved, Jamal. Well-deserved. Yeah. So the, he can buy all the video games he wants now, which is great. 
it could be up to up to uh, it could be worth up to about three million dollars. Base, yeah, minimum base salary this season four hundred sixty-five G's. League rookie minimum five hundred fifty thousand. Then six hundred forty-five thousand. Then seven hundred thirty-five thousand in twenty twenty. Okay, so that's Jamal. Williams. The Packers have only one more unsigned draft pick, by the way. They, they're they taking care of business. It's a third-round pick, Montrevious Adams. So they've taken care of everybody. They like Montrevious their guys. Montrevious Adams, like from Key and Peele? That's... Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> Not to be confused with Hingle McCringleberry. Yeah, don't confuse anyone with Hingle McCringleberry. So that's cool for Jamal. Taysom Hill is breaking windshields, and Jamal Williams is breaking his bank account. He's breaking the bank. With... Uh, a, a new, uh, you know, $566,000 check. And Colby Pearson is breaking land speed records <laughs> on hey, the frozen three, tundra. Three Cougars with the Packers. How about that? Pretty cool. Great. Somewhere Vic That's Soto right. is smiling. And uh, Brady. And Brady Papinga. And Ty Demmer. <laughs> and Jim McMahon. Our Twitter question today, Athlon Sports ranks BYU 39th in their preseason rankings. Is that ranking too high, too low, or just right and why? At Melocopter tweets, and it's a fair ranking if you look back at the consistency that BYU lands in that range over the last 10 years. This is a uh, common preseason spot if BYU didn't win 10 games the, 10 games the year before and returned the quarterback the next year. If, if BYU wins 10 games and returns the quarterback, they're top 25-ish. If you don't do that, you're going to be in the 30s or 40s. At Greg Rosenhan, it's just right. BYU doesn't deserve to be any higher because BYU hasn't proven that they are better. At this point, yeah. If you go, if you go eight or nine wins, this is about the range you come in preseason, and that's fine because guess what matters more? Where you end up, right? BYU's been that eight, nine win team consistently for the last six years. The thirteenth game may create a breakout season for BYU in terms of how they finish, because, like you said, if you get ten wins, and there's no stipulation as to how many games you played in the season. Then you could finish ranked. Is like ten and ten. three out of the realm of possibility? No. You're gonna have to go two and three in those big five then and not lose any of the others. BYU two and three. They I'll have, take two and three. They have the home games to be able to do that. I'll take Utah Boys State, please. Let's go. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around. How much money did Daniel Summerhays make over the weekend? Speaking of money. A lot. Not as much as Jamal BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks a lot to today's guests, but not too much for Brian Logan. But specifically, oh, Heather Olmstead. No, I'm just kidding. That was Eric great. Mika. That was great. Brian Logan, Heather Olmstead, fantastic guests today. We broke the BYU 2016, or excuse me, 17-18 BYU women's volleyball schedule. Brian Logan telling us they don't play in which team he is guaranteeing a win against at home. And it's one of the big five. Okay, download the podcast. The Big Five? You remember the Big Five in the state of Utah? I do remember that. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Like Southern Utah was in the Big Five? Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Nope. Hey, coming up tomorrow, Bill Bender. Don't tell that to Ed Lamb. Coming up uh, tomorrow, Bill Bender from the Sporting News and uh, a new Between the Lines. It's coming up tomorrow. He's got an interesting take on where he projects BYU football to play their bowl game. <sighs> yeah, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound Football. Athlon Sports ranks Cougar football number 39 nationally for 2017 with an ending record of 9-4 and four in the regular season. Baseball. BYU finished the season 38-21, and 21, including five straight win-or-go-home games. The Cougars ended their season with a loss to top-seeded Stanford 9-1 to one in the NCAA Regional Saturday. The Batcats 
first regional appearance since 2002. WCC champs, congratulations. Soccer. Former second overall pick in the National Women's Soccer League, Ashley Hatch scored a first career goal in a first career start for the North Carolina Courage over the weekend. Hatch arrived in Sweden today with the USA U23 team. The BYU men's soccer team beat Albuquerque Seoul FC 2-1 on Saturday. Both goals were scored by Connor Fordham. The Cougars are 3-0-1 in PDL play. Volleyball. Ben Patch and Taylor Sander each had 17 kills for Team USA in a four-set loss to Belgium yesterday in World League competition in Serbia. U.S. went 0 for 3 on the weekend. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is a lot richer now. He finished 10th overall in the Memorial after holding the lead going into the final round. Summerhays won $217,000. Zach Blair finishes tied for 63rd. Both guys making the cut. Jerem? Cougars in the minors. That's a lot of lettuce. Colton Mahoney pitched two innings, striking out two batters, and a win for the Greensboro Grasshoppers versus the Kannapolis Intimidators. Where is Kannapolis? I think it's near Indianapolis. Brendan Lund was called up from the Burlington Bees, by the way, to the Inland Empire's 66ers. Nice. That's advanced A ball on June 1st. Atta boy, so, Brennan. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I would like to give a Rise and Shout, Jerem. To all of the fans that made it out to the Southern California Fan Fest. Yeah, that was great. It, it was an amazing turnout. Again, these fan fests are a smash hit. BYU can go out to a different state and have hundreds, if not thousands of people show up and enjoy themselves, get a, a cougar tail, some ice cream, meet Mo Longy, meet Kalani Stocky, Ty Detmer. Buy some BYU swag. Get on TV behind the show or whatever. Like, this is fun for everyone. So, nice job by everyone involved to make that happen. Yeah, we had so many people be like, hey, give me a shout-out on the show. So, we've combined Here's all the of you. shout-out to you. We've combined there, all of you. There it is. Like a hundred <laughs> of you for our Rise and Shout today. Our Twitter question today, Athlon Sports ranks BYU 39th in the preseason rankings. Too high, too low, or just right? Our elite tweet of the day from at Crazy Coop Fanatic. Well, they seem unclear on our annual preseason national championship, so I'd say too low. Oh, come on! Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jessica Jardine. Hey, Conor McGregor's waiting for you. Just get through Mo Longy, Jerem. Conor McGregor? What? I want Floyd Mayweather.